G'day wedding planners, you are listening to the To Be Wed podcast, a podcast where we share stories and tips and tricks about the wedding industry so that you have the motivation and the inspiration that you need to plan your perfect wedding. My name is Mike and along with my wife Emily, we are the hosts of this podcast. We recently got married in 2022 and it was the greatest day of our lives, but I was 25, Emily was 23 and we both felt very isolated from the wedding community. We both struggled financially to plan our wedding and we really wanted to make this podcast to be able to share the information that we gained along that journey and share some of our knowledge and some of our wisdom with you guys as well as just sharing some interesting stories. So let's jump in. We are back with another fun episode this week talking all about your dance floor at your wedding. Something that so many people want to nail but unfortunately I don't think it's done well all that often you know surprisingly about half of the weddings that I go to the dance floor is really a flop you know after about 10 minutes it just completely dies and there's no one there (laughs) and then I'm left as a photographer trying to create photos of the three people that are still dancing on the dance floor for the next hour so this week we wanted to bring you guys some tips on how you can create a good dance floor and how to be able to keep it alive throughout the duration of your night first things first I think A good dance floor relies on the bride and groom being on the dance floor. And if you're not the type of person that likes dancing, then maybe don't have a dance floor or don't have it for as long anyway. Um, As soon as you go off the dance floor, everyone else is going to go off the dance floor as well. And this is is true at every wedding that I've ever been to. As soon as the couple leave the dance floor, everyone else leaves the dance floor, people go have a drink, hang out with them because people would like to spend time with you. You know, it's your day. And so if you're not even there, what's the encouragement for other people to be on the dance floor? Yeah, couldn't agree more. Obviously, go off for short breaks, but you should be on there for the majority of the time. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are surprised by that. But if you're not really into dancing, you don't have to have a dance floor. There's nothing that says you have to have one just for other people. And people are going to get over an hour and a half of dancing if you're not there. So if you're just having a dance floor for other people, maybe, yeah, half an hour is, is okay towards the end of the night, but don't have an hour and a half just for people to stay there. You can just have like an extended evening and just say, hey, we're just going to hang out now for the next hour and a half. If that's all you'd like to do, just have a drink and hang out and have dessert and just hang around and have a chat to people, then by all means, go and do that. But if you want your dance floor to be really epic and get some great photos on the dance floor of you and other people, you've definitely got to be on the dance floor. Yes, 100%. All right, tip two is don't just choose music that is your favourite music. Choose music that's good to dance to. And I say this because there were so many songs that you and I like but doesn't mean we would go and dance to them because it relies on two things. One, it needs to have a consistent beat the whole way through to be able to keep people being able to dance. And two, it needs to be a song that majority or a lot of people would know. So, I mean, that's why we see some of the bangers like come out again and again. And it's a fine line between making it boring, but also making it songs that everyone knows. Or if they don't know it, then you can rely on the beat to keep people there because it's something they're able to dance to. Okay. Top three dance floor songs go. Okay, number one, Untouched by the Veronicas. Oh, number two, you need like an old school banger like Dancing Queen or Girls Just Want to Have Fun. I'm hesitant to say Girls Just Want to Have Fun because it gets boring. And three, I don't know. What about yours? 
Um, probably Girl Digger by Kanye West. Oh, Definitely a big one. Um, yeah by Usher has to be on there. Yeah. Um, Pitbull. Solid Pitbull. choice. Bit of Pitbull. Everyone hates Pitbull but Everyone he, he hates does it, work. But everyone dances to it. Yeah, it would be like a Macklemore. Eagle Rock Ooh. for the boys. Oh, Throw don't. Eagle Rock on there. Okay, all right, all right. Can we quickly touch on this? So I didn't know this was a trend because it didn't happen at our wedding. And But apparently Eagle Rock, maybe it's an Aussie thing. Our American viewers, let us know what or anyone else in the world, let us know. But basically Eagle Rock is a song, comes on, all the men pull their pants down. Just, you know, they've got underwear on, but they pull their pants down and sing Eagle Rock. It's weird. If you don't want people pulling their pants down, do not put that song on in it, Australia. It's a bit of a weird display, but it's also weird seeing like single ladies be played and all the people who aren't single up and dance. Or a new one like Flowers by Miley Cyrus being played and all the girls oh, up there that. singing that. I love I'm like, that. Please you put don't, that on. <laughs> yeah, you don't care for that. Yeah, but you know how like when you're a kid and you look out the window and you kind of sing a song to think it's a music video? It's like that. Like I just want to be in the music video. I don't want it. Yeah. And I guess then what follows on from that is choosing the right style of music, right? Choosing either to have a playlist or to have a DJ or to have a band, whatever style of music that you like and you're going to dance to. I went to a wedding a few weeks ago where they had a jazz band play for like an hour and a half on the dance floor. And because the bride and groom really loved it, that really that was what held them on the dance floor and everyone else who wanted to be around them, you know, because that was what they really liked. So if you like that style of music or if you like – a particular band and you can actually get them there then you know play that style of music if you like a if you like a dj because you know they're going to play all like the old club hits then make sure you're telling your dj that sort of stuff i think that is really crucial in being able to keep you on the dance floor but then keep other people interested as well when when other songs do start to go flat they can sort of change their style throughout the night yeah, and that was going to be something I was going to say is that have a variety of music genres because everyone's going to like something different and so then it caters to lots of people. All right, tip number four is keep it loud and keep it dark. It needs The music needs to be loud enough, otherwise it's just a bit awkward and you can't really hear it and you almost feel like the dancing, even though dancing doesn't make a lot of noise, is louder than the music. I think having really loud music very helpful, but also getting it dark. And so actually checking that if the dance floor something, it's really important to you, checking that event, you can dim those lights because we've been to a lot of weddings where they haven't been able to dim the lights and no one wants to dance in the bright light. You got to turn those lights down enough so that people feel like there's an air of like privacy to it. Yeah, definitely having the music loud enough is super important as well. We've been to weddings where the music's not very loud. We've been to weddings where it's really bright on the dance floor. That does not make for a conducive environment, especially people who are awkward about dancing already. If they're standing out in the bright lights where the music's not really loud and they can't really like sing along to the music without everyone hearing them, then that creates an awkward environment where no one's going to want to be there. I'm glad you brought up the space as well because I think another big thing is like the area that you have to dance in. Where do you think the line is between a big open space or a small designated dance floor? Okay. I actually think the key to this is having a dance floor and that sounds weird, but hear me out. So a lot of places are not designed to be wedding venues and so they don't have that like little raised dance floor or slightly different tiling or wood panels or whatever it is to indicate that that is the actual place you dance. We've been to so many places that are rooms that are small and they just say, oh, the dance floor's here. Or we've been to other ones where there is no dance floor, but all of a sudden 
I don't know. I don't even know who decides. Like the bride and groom, wherever they do their first dance, people are like, okay, I guess that's where we're dancing now. And so I think that that is the key amongst any size room. We had a very large room. We had a relatively small designated dance area. Do you think people danced on the carpet next to the dance area? Nope. Nope. Everyone squished on to that tiny little, I mean, it makes kind of no sense now that I think of it, but everyone will squish on to that little designated area. So to me, it doesn't matter the size of the room. It just matters there's a dedicated space, but you want to make sure it's big enough that it can fit all your guests. We, we've been to weddings before where it's been such a small room that there's a few people who can dance and it's separated from, you know, where the rest of the wedding is and it doesn't fit everyone. So by that very way, people can't be in on that dance floor. Yeah, I think that's really important. It, it doesn't really matter the size of the space, more like where the space is and make sure that it's a, a designated space. Like I've been to weddings here yeah, where, you, as you said, like the dance floor is outside or it's not in the same room. It's around the corner. You know, it's in a small little area that's, you know, around or hidden behind a wall. So you actually have to walk to a new room to get to the dance floor. And I think while that's great to have a designated closed-in space, you're drawing people away from being with the other guests. There are going to be older guests at your wedding who aren't going to dance. There's always going to be people who aren't going to dance. If you as the couple want to walk around and talk to people, then as soon as you leave, you're a long way away from the dance floor. People can't actually see where you are, so they think, oh, I'll leave as well because no one's actually having a look where I am. And the other thing that happens during the dance floor is that you're is that your dessert normally gets served and mm. that gets served to you on the table or somewhere, you know, on a group table that's up the front of the room. If your dance floor is in the other room, people are going to all come back to get dessert. Yeah. And that takes people away. If it's right in the same room, people can just go to the table and come back straight away. And I think people are lazy. Like I think that if it's in another room, if people go and eat dessert, they're like, oh, I'll just stay here for a few more songs until they hear a song that comes on and is like, oh, I have to dance to this. Yep. But if it's in the same room, they're like, oh, this song, I don't really love it. I'll just quickly go have something to eat and I'll come back. And then this is where it all starts to come together that you being on the dance floor is important because they'll go have their cake, they'll come back. It also matters because if you have songs that they know, they're going to go away, they're going to come back. If you make that dance floor inviting, people will come back and people are too lazy and also weddings are a really long day. So if you let them go sit down in a space that feels removed from the dance floor, they're probably going to stay there. And then my last tip is how long you have the dance floor for. There is definitely a sweet spot <laughs> of how long of time. sweet spot you can have people on the dance floor for. How long do you think? One hour. An hour is as long as you'd go? One hour, okay, no. One hour is the sweetest spot between one hour and one hour 20. And I'm not going to one hour 30 because it starts to get a bit long. But around, if you can get in between the 50, actually 50 is too short, one hour to 120, that's where I'm settling, that is your sweet spot. That's a sweet spot. What about you? Ours was like an hour and a half, right? And I yep. think that was pretty good. It was and I think pretty good, yeah. Just because we were like the last 10 minutes we like told people these are going to be the last few songs. So it sort of encouraged people to stay on the dance floor. And get up for yeah, one last Yeah, and dance, to get up yep. or if they weren't up for one more. Um, I'd say from between like 45 minutes to an hour. And I'm talking pure dance floor time. I'm not talking like first dance, your father-daughter dance, any other group dances you may have. Exclude those from dance floor time. Dance floor starts when everyone can yep. get on. So between like 45 minutes to an hour. And I say that also because knowing that have your photographer there for that amount of time, if you've only got your photographer for like 10 minutes at the start of the dance floor and then you're planning for them to go, 
then you know, you're not going to get the best photos because people always take a bit of time to ease into the dance floor and the best stuff happens about halfway through, you know. And then if, if you're having an exit anyway, then, then sort of plan that at the end of the night. You can have an hour and a half on the dance floor, but just know that after an hour people are probably going yep. to, to start to drop off and that's okay if you're okay with that and people are probably going to start to go home or do other things. But that hour I think is, is a perfect amount of time for, for people to be encouraged to stay but also not feel like they've been only had half hour on the dance floor and then it was over all of a sudden. All right, one tip, and this is kind of like a funny one, is like have a person who pulls someone up like and pulls people up. Every dance floor needs a few confident people who will dance no matter what and who will also go and drag people from wherever they're sitting onto the dance floor. We had a few of those people and I think that they did really contribute to the dance floor because there were people that I don't think would have gotten up unless they were given very direct motivation. I like to call that person alcohol. Um, Often contributes to getting people on the dance floor. (laughs) I mean, it does help, but you don't have to have that. But having someone who will do that, who is confident, if not yourselves. Yeah, I definitely do think though, um, all jokes aside, alcohol definitely encourages people or having them be in a space that they feel more comfortable in. So I think moving your dance floor back as long as you possibly can or allowing them to interact. Like don't just go from an hour of like eating a meal straight into like your speeches where they haven't been able to talk to anyone and then throw everyone on the dance floor because people aren't going to be like warmed up to being there. So I think definitely creating an environment that is that people are able to be warmed up into the dance floor. The other last thing that I want to add is don't do things to take people away from the dance floor. I know that sounds weird and sounds like why would I do that if I want people on the dance floor, but don't encourage people to go away. I know we've spoken about the dessert before, but another big thing people do is like is that they have a photo booth and I think that takes a lot of people away from the dance floor because they haven't had a chance to use the photo booth earlier in the night. So as soon as the dance floor opens, they go and all go and stand in a line to go have their photo taken in a group, especially if you've got a big guest count. A lot of people are going to go with their smaller groups of friends who they also have there and go and take photos in the photo booth. You know, don't have the bar across the other side of the room. Try to make the dance floor fairly close and easy and and sort of like convenient and make it a space where people feel comfortable. You know, even talk about, talk to your venue about drinks on the dance floor. I know that can be something that some venues don't allow, other venues are going to allow, especially if it's a more like DIY venue. So speak to them and, and see if those are things that, you know, those things may discourage people and make sure that you actually plan those things out. But I think that's all we have time for in this week's episode, guys. I hope you did really enjoy this episode. If you did enjoy it, we would really appreciate it if you could share it around with a friend or family member, someone else who's engaged, someone else who's getting ready to get married and planning their own wedding. I think this could be super helpful for them. And I hope that if you guys found this helpful, then one of your friends would as well. Another way that you can really support Our podcast is by leaving us a rating or review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate getting all our written reviews over on Apple Podcasts and we always read them and it warms our heart to know that there are so many people out there enjoying this podcast and enjoying each and every episode that we release. So if you guys have a minute, we would really appreciate it if you could go and leave us a review over there or just a rating on Spotify. And lastly, if you want to keep up to date with everything that we have going on, all the latest episodes of our podcast, a little bit of the behind the scenes, do be sure to follow us on Instagram at tobewed underscore podcast. 
we update a lot of stuff on there and we keep you guys in the loop with upcoming episodes and also ask you guys some questions about what you want to hear on the latest episode. So make sure you go and follow us over there. But until next week, guys, we hope you have a great week and we'll speak to you all again next Friday. Happy planning. Bye.